All right. Welcome. Okay. So hi, Marnie. How are you today? Welcome to the Overcome Yourself podcast. Hi, Nicole. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, So tell us a little bit about you and your business and um, all the amazing things you do for your clients. Wow, thank you. So again, my name is Marnie Blythe. I own Full Pocket Coaching. I am a business and profitability coach. And my mission is to help make entrepreneurs' lives better and provide relief. And we do that through several different processes that we have that take a really holistic approach to people's businesses from their mindset to the tools that we teach to the execution to really help most business owners who are visionary get traction on their ideas, which basically means that they, whatever they're envisioning, we can help them actually bring it to um, to the ground to actually make those things happen for them. I love that because I am that visionary entrepreneur. So I have a little bit of a harder time with the day-to-day dealings. Um, So I absolutely love that. That's, you know, you help people like me to really get things done, you know? That (laughs) is exactly it. Yes, (laughs) Sal. Love it. So um, was there ever a time in your business, Marnie, when you had to overcome yourself to succeed at something? Oh, girl, that's been the story of my life. (laughs) So I come from a long line of entrepreneurs. So my great grandfather, my grandfather, my father, so serial entrepreneurship. So I started my first company at the age of 18 when I lived in New York City. Um, I went to NYU and I concurrently uh, started a networking business for professionals in their 20s, 30s and 40s, throwing parties at the hottest clubs in New York City. Um, And I think like it all started then of having to get over myself, um, you know, because I was only 18 years old and here I was, you know, I think I really struggled with the feelings of not enough. I think that was definitely something like when I was first starting out and that's something that I find so many entrepreneurs struggle with is, you know, am I enough, right? Like that is the, one of the root beliefs that I had to overcome from a very young girl. Yes. You're saying yes, exactly. Right. I'm not enough. Right. So definitely that. Um, And then, you know, getting over putting myself out there, you know, when I was in my, you know, because I worked, so I always had side hustles, like, um, and I worked corporately, um, up until um, I left corporate America completely, because I had been sort of working in corporate from the age of 18. And I started really endeavoring into doing my own thing solely, like around 25 to 29, Uh, I'm now 41. Um, And there was always like, I dealt with a lot of fear as well. When I opened um, my um, holistic health and fitness center, I opened an 8,000 square foot holistic health and fitness center here in Holly Springs with my ex-husband. We had it for six years and we sold it. And I had to really, really work hard to get over the fear in the beginning of that, was I going to make it, (laughs) you know, like, and was I going to be able to pay my staff and pay myself? And uh, I had so much fear again around, am I enough? um, That it really took a lot of self-work, personal growth, therapy, coaching, um, and then actual experience all kind of coupled together, which eventually brought me to where I am now and why I've developed the kind of processes that I have whereby everything I believe to be a successful entrepreneur starts with mindset 
and you being as centered and as much in a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset as you can be. I love that. And um, I saw, totally random, but I saw that you were reading through essays, if I'm not mistaken, because you're giving away a scholarship. Is that correct? Oh, thank you for asking. This is so dear to my heart. So my, um, my grandmother, June R. Mark, whose birthday is coming up actually June 16th, was um, herself somebody who shattered the glass ceiling. My grandmother, um, like myself, went to New York University. She graduated with a degree, um, her um, bachelor's um, in accounting at a time where not a whole lot of women were doing that. And my grandmother always instilled upon me the value of education. And she was a huge part of helping me being able to go to college along with financial aid and scholarship, because unfortunately my family went through a lot of financial struggle um, when I was a, a young girl. And I would never have been able to afford to go to such a university had it not been for the planning of my grandmother. And then my mom with, you know, financial aid and then getting scholarships. So my grandmother, um, when she passed away, um, little did we know, but she had been setting up a foundation, a legacy, the June R. Mark Foundation. And so um, my sister, my mom, and I now have the privilege of being able to award five twenty or sorry, five five thousand dollar scholarships to senior girls um, in high school. Um, who will be pursuing a career either in STEM, uh, medical, business, um, and who have a financial need um, and who really want to go and take on the world. So, I mean, we have a girl who wants to be a neurosurgeon. We have a girl who wants to be a, a naturopath doctor, physical therapist, engineer. And um, wow, the essays, the leadership, the, uh, I'm getting chills just telling you about it. Um, it was an just an absolute honor to, to, to do this. So continuing my grandmother's legacy of helping young women to know that we can work together, we can support one another, we rise on the shoulders of the women who came before us to be able to move forward and, and, and you know, make our mark and help others in the world. I love that so much. And I was going to tell you, I want to be like you when I grow up. I want to be able to do things like that. I think that's amazing. Oh, um, bless that. Forward. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, thanks to my grandmother. You know, like this is really, I mean, we're continuing her legacy. And then one day, I hope that we'll be able to have a legacy that I will, will leave as well. That's awesome. You do and you will do too. Yes. And, and you will too, Nicole. You will too. Absolutely. Oh Thank you. Um, now, you mentioned this a little bit about mindset. So one of the things I talk about is I had to learn to practice gratitude to really be able to um, not only enjoy my life, but actually enjoy the goals that I set and stuff. So do you agree with that? Do you find that gratitude has been a big part of your entrepreneur journey? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. One million percent. Um, so when we find the ego part of ourself starting to rise. And one of the biggest introductions that I had to that was when I first started doing a lot of public speaking in my twenties. 
And one of the tools that I was taught was that, you know, that fear that comes on us right before we go to do something really big, right? Again, so all back to I'm not enough, right? So the questions that start running through your head, like, how, how are they going to think this is? And am I going to be able to do this? And what if they don't like it? Or what if they don't like me? Or what if they think, I don't know, what if they think my hair looks ugly? Or all <laughs> of the crazy questions that you start your ego self, the thinking mind, right? We have two different parts of our mind. We have a higher mind and a lower mind. And the higher mind has the ability to watch the lower mind when we start having those thoughts. So what I always would do is before a big talk, I'd always go to the bathroom and I would sit there and I would go to gratitude. So I would begin with being grateful that I had a bed to sleep in and a home to be in and that I got there safely and that I had a vehicle to get me there. And then I would start praying gratitude over all the people who were coming and that they would come with open hearts and open minds. And that then I would be grateful for being able to find the exact right words and to be able to stay in my heart and not be in my ego self. And I would fill myself with so much gratitude that by the time I would get on stage, I was in such a centered place that I was able to really be an instrument and be able to be a channel to move people to be able to really get back to themselves. And so gratitude is, is everything. You know, when we start to feel sorry for ourselves, when we start to feel like life's so unfair and why have I been given this and the victim, right? When we start to play the victim, when we start to be in any place other than feeling joy, happiness, sadness, um, I think gratitude is a huge piece of it. But I think before you go to gratitude, and one of the things that I think I missed because I think particularly in spiritual work and in self-help work, a lot of times it's like, oh, think positive. Oh, go to gratitude. But I think a lot of times we miss something and I missed this for a long time and that's feeling your feelings and allowing yourself to be uncomfortable. Because if you do not do the work of allowing yourself to feel and understand what the belief is behind the feeling, any amount of gratitude will never work because you have not gotten to the root cause of what is creating the disempowerment. And it always comes down to our beliefs. What do you believe about it? What is the program, whether it's conscious or unconscious, that was inserted into your hard drive, your brain at some point in your life that is creating the dis-ease. So gratitude is an incredible tool, but like I said, without really allowing yourself first to feel that feeling and go into it and address that root, that's a big, big, huge piece of this. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Um, okay, then is there something that you once considered a weakness, speaking about gratitude, learning to appreciate something that was a weakness that you were able to turn into your superpower? Yes, absolutely. So now remember, I'm, I'm 41. So when I grew up, I watched movies like Working Girl with Melanie Griffith. 
And so my idea about success as a young woman involved me being a B-I-T-C-H. Okay. So I thought that I had to be, you know, raw, like, you know, I had to take people on and I had to tell them what to do and be really, you know, sharp and hard. And, and I, and remember also as a young woman, I was in New York city and I was, you know, working in ad agencies and I had my own businesses and here I was this young woman and I was doing business with people who are much older than me. So again, I'm not enough, right? So because not feeling like I was enough, I didn't have everything I needed. I think I really heavily compensated. And I think that I, it, it was sort of, I would say it was a weakness in that I don't think that I was being authentic to myself. And I don't think that I was connecting with people in a way that felt authentic because I felt that I had to be somebody that I wasn't in order to be in the arena I was in. And so over the years and over time, I think, you know, over living in North Carolina, you know, and all the self-help thing that I, things that I've done over the last 11 years, I think I've really learned that you get so much further in life with kindness and that you don't have to come across in any other way other than who you are, right? Like, as, and, and that being gentle and kind, that doesn't mean being weak, but there's a way in which you can move people that doesn't have to be by strong arming. It, it, it's about how to have conversation, even if there's conflict, but to be able to discuss um, and, and, and I think that's something like in this, in this day and age, we're also polarized and we're not allowed to have different ideas. We all have to think the same and do the same and be the same. Again, kind of coming back to this core of what we've been talking about, Nicole, is that, you know, I think that my biggest weakness was that I had a lot of faulty programming that just kind of came to me, you know, through the process of growing up and the programs that I learned from the people around me and that I thought that in order to be powerful, I had to be mean or I had to be like, you know, like get things done. And then I think I started to really learn over time that my superpower is really just being in grounded, being grounded in my authenticity of who I am and speaking my truth and staying resolute in my truth, regardless of who comes at me, whether it's a, my parents, whether it's you know, an authority, somebody, you know, like just staying true to who you are, despite who's around you. And that's a big, big, big challenge. That's not easy work. And it takes a lot of soul work in order to get to that place. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Well, thank you for sharing that, Marnie. Um, I've got one last question. Um, and it is, what advice do you have, now that we've talked about all of this other stuff, for up and coming entrepreneurs um, like me, where I am not where I was, but I'm not where I want to be yet. <laughs> yeah, so a couple things. Um, one is continue to work on your mindset, continue to work on you and your personal growth, because if you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset, fixed mindset means you were born with what you were born with and nothing can change. Whereas a growth mindset says, 
there may be obstacles, but I'm going to figure out how I get around them. And so that's the first thing is you have to be as much of the time in a growth mindset to be an entrepreneur. That's one. Two is you really have to learn how to work on your business and not always in your business. Really, really critical because the people who just work in the business and they don't work on the business, you'll never get ahead. Three, figure out what your overarching financial plan is and then break that down into a 90-day world where in each of those 90 days, you set three to five priorities that then drill up to what your overall goal is for the year and do not get into a place where you're suffering from shiny object syndrome. Shiny object syndrome says that you are going to lose focus every single time and be off to the races into something else. So set your, set what you're going to do and keep yourself accountable and work on your business every single week. Um, next, I've lost what count I'm on, but next is do the work to really do the set the foundation for your company. Write down, physically write them down, and I put them everywhere. Make that be how you hire people, how you make every single decision. You make your decisions in your personal life based upon your core values. You should be doing the same thing in your business. The same thing is figure out what your core focus is, and that way it helps kind of be your guidepost and that lighthouse for you at all given times. Um, and then you really have to just work on making sure that you stay true to who you are and that, but you still allow for flexibility because everything is malleable and things change all the time. So that's a few things that I would share with people. That's awesome. And so growing your, uh, staying in a growth mindset, that's things like uh, reading books, you know, making sure that we're reading regularly, um, writing down your wins and things you're grateful for. Um, and also having a coach, that's what you do. You help entrepreneurs with coaching, right? So can you tell us a little bit about how you help and how people can reach you and um, get your resources and stuff you have available? Yeah, absolutely. So real quick, though, I want to just make the, the point that sometimes you can go into information paralyzation and that it can be, oh, let me read this and let me do this course and let me take this and then but you never actually do anything. You don't actually move. So it's not just about continually reading stuff and whatever. You have to actually get out there and do it. Right. Like, and then you execute like, so it's mindset tools, execution, evaluation, traction. So you're constantly evaluating to see what else you need to do to move that needle to get that traction. So yes. Um, so yes, I do love working with entrepreneurs. Um, I specialize in working with small business owners um, and I can work with solopreneurs. I work with large teams. I do have a big specialty in working with people in medical, um, but that doesn't mean I only work in that way. Uh, and I, um, I don't do contracts. Um, I'm not a big contract kind of a girl. Um, my whole thing is let's work together as long as it makes sense for you and for your business. Uh, so we normally start out with a two-hour strategy session, which really starts to help to set the foundation for your business. We'll look at what your overarching strategic financial goals are, although not everything is about money. We also want you to have life-work balance, not have a, a toxic environment that you're working in. So we'll make sure that we help kind of align 
all of those sorts of things. Uh, and then we'll check in and we'll set up a plan based upon what, what you need. Some people need me every week. Some people need me twice a month. Some people need me every other month and whatever sort of works for them. I know that it will work for us too. So yeah, I'm fullpocketcoaching.com. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. Um, feel free to connect with me directly. Uh, my email address is marnie at fullpocketcoaching.com. And thanks for the opportunity to chat with you, Nicole. I'm so proud for you and for all the amazing things that you're doing in your world. And it's been a great pleasure getting to have the opportunity to coach you a couple of times. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you, Marnie. No, the pleasure and honor is all mine. I'm humbled um, that you would take the time to sit down with us and share. And um, I'm so excited to see what both of us are going to be doing in the next coming months and years, because I know we've got some big things in the works. So I'll make sure all your links are available in the show notes. And um, I'm super excited. You, um, what is it you're going to go do now? You told me you're, you're doing a new sport now. Yeah, so I'm learning to play golf. Um, so through the Holly Springs Chamber, we did an all-day women's golf clinic, and I loved it. So I'm going to take a private lesson because I'm getting to actually go to Southern California for Memorial Day weekend with my fabulous boyfriend, Jared, and we're going to go play golf on the ocean. So I want to embarrass myself. So girlfriend's got to learn so a little good. bit more over here. <laughs> I love it. You're doing great things professionally, and I love that you're doing great things. Like, personally, like, that's healthy to be getting out there so i love i love talking to entrepreneurs who've got got it going on man like you i love it so thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us marnie and um i will i'll talk to you soon we'll fight we'll see each other on social media then okay <laughs> thank you thank you so much have a great day